Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. You cut me open and I keep bleeding, keep, keep bleeding and guts, keep bleeding, keep, keep bleeding and guts, keep wrestling, keep, keep wrestling, love. It's not the norm this week. I'm Adam Wilborn. <laughs> 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 and Adam Nicholas from Rock Culture. Right, before I get into this, the usual story, all right, I'm going to tell you this. It's been a busy day today because it's Bank Holiday Monday uh, in the UK on Monday. So I've had to record a raw preview for that with Michael Apple earlier on today. Although we probably know as much now as we're going to on Monday when we preview the show. So there we go. Uh, and but all a bit of a mad day and I was like oh the song yeah I've written the quiz I've done all the notes for it the song and then I did it did it and got a bit distracted and then you're here now so I have to start and I've realized that I've googled like oh, I need something I need something about either like someone getting banished or something about blood and guts and I've just seen that I've googled songs about guts <laughs> and it says do you want songs about intestines <laughs> <laughs> Oh, madness. After so anyway, uh, before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, why would you be? Uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture. Wait, wait, wait. What, what are the songs about intestines? Oh, I've closed the tab now. Excellent that's, question. That's what I want to know. Phil Chambers asking all the correct <laughs> questions right about now. This is from, this is from iheartguts.com. Hang on, what's going on here? Oh, man. Oh, hang on. We are music junkies over here at iHeartGuts. We'd love it if you lent your ears to our iHeartGuts body-themed playlist on Spotify. Well, obviously, I'm clicking on that. Oh. Uh, with songs about brains and even the lowly spleen. Thanks for that. Oh, my God. Well, this is taking the nation. Then. What's that load? I'll do the usual stuff. Yeah. What do we do here? Uh, we do... <laughs> Reviews of Raw Smash. Sorry, this 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 love your body parts playlist is now. Uh, he's nothing without his notes, you see. He's Hang on, nothing. here we go. <laughs> Lips and pieces. limbs, smiley faces by Niles Barkley. Good stuff. Uh Kissing My Love by Bill Withers. Heart Shaped Box, Nirvana, of course. My Iron Lung, Radiohead. I tell you what, follow this. Pancreas by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get this playlist and listen to it. That's my, that's my bank holiday. What, what are we doing? What are we? What I is here? We, well, I tell you what we do here is we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, <laughs> Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week and our favorite body parts playlist. Hey, we, you need to get us like a Spotify exclusive or something, and then we could just sit here and listen to the playlist, and it'd be making the money. It'd be fine. Yeah, this is true. A hundred songs they managed to get on this. Fair play. <laughs> they might be giants. Spine. Eh? You thought they just did that song from Malcolm? Third House Hood, in Your Soul. <laughs> oh dear. Right. <laughs> if you think that no work goes into this podcast, by the way, <laughs> you're absolutely one hundred percent correct because. <laughs> This is what we would normally call the pre-podcast meeting, which seems to have incredibly, <laughs> wait for it, bled into <laughs> nice. the podcast. You see, I, it was all on purpose. 
that big announcement video we had this week, Phil, on the channel where we revealed the new studio. And you, there's a bit where you say, oh, if you wanted to see, you know, shows and stuff, give us suggestions. And someone in the comments was, I'd really like like a really laid back podcast where you just, you just sit back and chat about the week's <laughs> events. And I was like, what? Oh, that's what we <laughs> it's, see that. it's the one we've that's been it. doing for the longest now. <laughs> We couldn't anyway. possibly get any more laid back if we tried. <laughs> so, Adam Nicholas, blood and guts, how are you feeling about it next week? The pinnacle versus the inner circle. I have to say, I was a big, big fan of the parlay on the AW Dynamite this week. Indeed, exciting stuff. It feels like we've been building towards this, obviously, before we knew who the hell was actually going to be part of it. For, like, forever now, mm. haven't we? Because, obviously, right before... The pandemic was the whole idea for Blood and Guts, wasn't it? And then, obviously, it couldn't be done. And then they thought, well, can we do it during the pandemic? Like, which would have been... Imagine the message that would have sent right at the beginning. In those <laughs> early days of the pandemic, it would have been quite something that. But I'm very excited, man. And, like, we see it, and it's something we should expect at this point, I guess, from AEW. Imagine, right, having two factions who have an absolute blood thirst for each other, right? And they actually decide, we'll actually make the stipulation make sense. Yes. Rather than just calling the pay-per-view, it's big cage night. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually going to do it and it's going to mean something, which is amazing. Because how long has it been since it feels like they've actually done that? Yeah, it's going to be absolutely wild. This I think Sammy Guevara will start the match off for the inner circle. Sort of baited into that by, by the pinnacle this week, I thought. And uh and yes, naturally, the heels have the advantage in war games. Well, it's not war games, but you know, that's the way things should work because it's really weird when the baby faces have the two-on-one or three-on-two or whatever it is advantage. It's war games by any other name. Um, no Io Shirai popping a bin on her head and jumping off the top and puts me on this one. But Phil, I think we're all agreed the Pinnacle have to win this, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Cement them as the top group. Like even like MJF promo in the middle of the parlay thing about like taking your spot and everything. It was all just too perfect for it not to mm. work out that way in the end. And it's it's they've kind of done this feud backwards almost in the way that you normally like have little bits of the factions break off and fight, wrestle each other. Like you do the tag team match first, and then you do like um, Jericho and MJF and Sammy Guevara and everyone like pairing off together. And instead, they've just gone all eight of them just fight in, in the first place and then we'll break it up as you go from that. Yeah. But it's, at least they're still sowing the seeds of the individual little feuds. Like each person took the time within the parlay to, mm. I liked how much they put over the other team whilst they were mm. telling each other how much they're going to absolutely destroy each other as well. They did a really good job of that. But just everyone in that parlay just absolutely shone on the mic somehow. Like there wasn't a weak link in it at all. And then when it just built up and built up to that MDF promo and then Jericho just knocking it out of the park at the end, it's just like, this just gets better and better and better. Um, and like the actual match itself, they've only had like three weeks or something mm. to build to it. Like the story's been going on for ages, but they've only built the match in three weeks. And like to think of the sort of level of animosity and anticipation that they've managed to get it to in three weeks is absolutely incredible. And uh, I, I did think... I mean, obviously, you enjoyed the fact that Wardlow, Jake Hager, didn't say a sodding thing as possible. <laughs> yeah. But I did, I think the bit that got me most like, oh, God, like it might spill out, spill over here, because obviously there's like the gentleman's in agreement. And I, I, you know, kind of liked that aspect to it all, that you didn't just have a big brawl, oh, I'll see you on Sunday or Wednesday, as in this case. I was really worried when they were talking about Santana and Ortiz's kids. I was like, don't go there. Don't go there, Adam Nicholas. Well, if this was WWE, if you mentioned anybody's kids or wife, that is it, man. It's game over. They are in that match in a shark tank before you know it. There's <laughs> nothing you can do about it. Or they'll pop around and visit uh, Wendy Styles at the house and give them oh. a knock on the door. <laughs> um, but no, this is amazing. And I think what a great twist as well. On It's such an easy one. Like, not the gentleman's agreement. It's just such an easy thing, that. Like, hmm. but how many episodes... I'm thinking specifically of NXT at this point. Have I watched of NXT where the build to that on multiple matches on the same card, I should point out, is just people having a massive brawl on the mm -hmm. on the build up to it. That's that's the narrative. It would have taken one of them to go, why don't we just go the opposite way and do that? And mm -hmm. it'll be interesting and feel fresh and unique. And as such, these guys have done it. You're right as well though about like 
the way that it's, it's just kind of like an old pros way of doing this. Like they've put everybody, everybody's put everybody over while simultaneously saying, I'm going to, I want to beat you up. But like, I am acknowledging the fact that you are great. And I, I love this because this kind of probably shows you how they're doing a great job. I've got a, a mate of mine, um, Steve Walker from Liverpool. Shout out to you, Steve, if you're listening. Um, who hasn't really been watching wrestling tons, but, and was a WWE guy, but knew nothing about AEW. And when this all started about three weeks ago, I got like a, a voice message off him and he was just like, I've just put this AEW on because they've been waxing lyrical about it on, uh, I think it was the Something to Wrestle With podcast, maybe mm. uh, something along those lines he was saying. Um, saying that Conrad always like bigs it up. So he's been watching it and he's like, how, this is amazing. Like, this is just like when I used to watch wrestling and, like on Raw in 1998 and like early, the good days of WCW. And I was like, yeah, of course it is because it's not really a complicated thing, is it? And <laughs> the fact that they're, they're bringing or drawing all these things and putting them into one match and like, well, not just one match, into a whole show and a product, it's bringing people back. Like, that's a guy I know for a fact hasn't been watching wrestling properly for like seven or eight years. Mm. Uh, one final word on AEW. Oh, we'll talk a little bit about Kenny Omega in a second, Phil. But I did appreciate on Dynamite the fact that, like you say, great promos across the board there, particularly MJF and, and Chris Jericho, on a show almost stolen by a promo cut with uh, six men in a limousine, six grown men in a limousine. Doesn't get any better than that. I absolutely died watching that. Luke Gallows, Doc Gallows, I should say, licking his bloody bicep, Carl Anderson, no <laughs> bloody trousers on. And, I mean, me and Sige and, and Hamflock talked a lot about this. Nick Jackson's scream. Nick Jackson. <laughs> just wonderful stuff, that, wasn't it? I don't understand how this lot can overact as much as they do and make it so ridiculous and yet also kind of make it believable and, like, fun and entertaining all at the same time. It, like, they don't go too far with it even though they're going really really far it doesn't make sense how they managed to draw that line um but yeah all the Michael Nakazawa stuff and then the lead to the match and stuff later it's just and the it's just, it's just so much fun like this hot that whole feud is just fun and it's just them kind of just going out of their way to just entertain themselves and that just really comes across in the final thing it's yeah it's good good stuff love it and when I've talked in the past about my excitement of like the Miz playing uh, Johnny Cage as was suggested around Mortal Kombat and then they go out and pull a Johnny Cage dick punch to win the match for Matt Jackson against the bloody Seidel's great stuff uh, Nicholas what do you bet reckon to this belt collector gimmick for Kenny Omega him winning the uh, the Impact World title from Rich Swan uh, last Sunday and the uh, development that that show did nine times the buys of uh, bound for glory, which is effectively, I think, their WrestleMania. Uh, but Kenny Omega's not a draw, is he? Not a draw. Not a draw at all. And why would you put a lot of belts on a guy who's he's just, he's just an okay wrestler, isn't he? It's just okay. He's just all right. I mean, the belt collector gimmick is a simple thing to do in wrestling. But my word, does it look good on Kenny Omega? And like, I think the, the bigger sort of ripple effect that we're already seeing, I mean, we've already had the conversations that have started haven't we for WWE who are allegedly in talks with MLW uh, regarding mm. you know another partnership because they want to look like they're branching out as well because shock horror fans want to see this stuff this is like it's again not complicated I wish it, I, I know I feel like a boring very boring like um, broken record here but it's not very complicated stuff mm. this uh, the fact that that's done amazing business for Impact should be one of the most notables because like nine times is a ridiculous number on any metric for like whatever the pay-per-view is, it doesn't matter if it's a big one or yeah, a small mm. one. Like, and then Omega, the aesthetic as well. Like it just works because he's, he's the worst. Like he's, he's the awful, like sniveling little heel at the minute. And it's working so well for him. And the more belts he gets, the worse he's going to get. I'd like to see him completely surpass the older more dragon belt collection. I'd like to see him surpass that time when Austin Aries had mm. all the belts and all that. I just, I just want to see him keep going until he's taking all WWE's belts as well. Why not? I did like spying our belt when Austin Aries had all those belts. And it's arguably one of the nicest belts that he had at the time, Phil. Um, it was what the one reckon? he held up next to the impact one as well. Like it was the one he held. I was like, yeah, he's holding ours. Like, he's yeah. wearing the others, loser. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just wish that he'd uh, been a bit more snug with those V-triggies he gave Rich Swan, Phil. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really good fun. 
I, li- I like the way they built it on impact as well. They kind of kept it simple and then like they've followed it up. Now they're going to do some big like six way match. And then the winner of that gets to face Kenny Omega. Uh, and they've put a stipulation that like Omega has to be on TV or they're just going to strip him of the title. So he's like, got a reason to be there, but also have a reason to be a sniveling little uh, coward when he is there. Cause he doesn't really want to be there. And he's just annoyed with the world. Mm. Um, so it's really good. I think, one thing I will say about this is Impact have gone massively out of their way uh, for understandable reasons, because they're probably getting the, by far the most out of this deal mm. to put over AEW on their TV show. AEW has done very little in the opposite direction. Like They barely promoted the pay-per-view match on Dynamite, and they're only really mentioning it as much now because Kenny is the champion, but he's like... And I think he had the belt when he was in the limo, didn't he? But he didn't bring it into the arena and it's just taped wasn't it to be fair yeah maybe yeah so it's just a little bit weird that they aren't doing quite as much the opposite direction which i kind of understand because it is definitely impact to getting the most out of this deal but it'd still be nice for them to at least have put like one advert for the show on dynamite it's it's very much scott demore it strikes me right now nicholas as the woody harrelson wiping his eyes with oh no he's a world (laughs) champion with wiping his eyes with money gift so what you're saying here, Phil, is that perhaps uh, a billionaire owner of a company is trying to strong arm a smaller company. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> is that, what a surprise an event this is. No, I do that. I don't totally agree with you. I think this should be it should be both ways, shouldn't it? Like, yes, it's great. They um, sort of the nine times or whatever it was. The yeah, uh, was it the view rate or the buy rate? What was it? Uh, yeah, the I think buy it was rate, buy rate. Yeah, yeah, buy rate. So I mean. From that perspective, fantastic. Like that's what they want. Uh, but it wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't kill them to do a couple of tiny things, would it? Like, would it's not exactly a great huge ask. Even if you don't want it to be at the top end of the card, bring someone in who's one of their middle guys and have them go over maybe one of your middle guys. What, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Well, I've had Rich Swan come onto Dynamite and attack Kenny Omega or something. Yeah, <laughs> just a- anything to give a little bit of extra spotlight would also be useful too. Um, you mentioned, Nicholas, there, this WWE working with other promotions. I mean, I know they've worked worked with other promotions in the past. They look like some good stars. We'll take them, sort of thing. Um, it's like the, the, it strikes me as a bit like the, the Simpsons, yeah, when the when Bill Gates buys people out and just smashes up Homer's desk. It's like, no, you don't think I've got these rich writing people checks, do you? Is it feasible? Like the, the big news today is, is you know, whispers around that and obviously Daniel Bryan, lovely, but still somehow a little bit naive bloke that he is going, yeah, it'd be great if you could have Cesaro popping over to New Japan or, you know, Otis was the new Vader in New Japan. Would it ever work for you, Nicholas? Will it ever work? And before I tell you whether I think it'll work or not, can we just for a minute... I was uh, edited the news where you and Andy Murray talked about this. Andy Murray scoffed in the face Next, of, Otis, of Otis being Vader-esque. And I realise Vader is considered to be on a pinnacle in terms of big guys from back in the day. But I tell you what, man, if you go and watch that news, I'll put the two pictures, just one after another. If you were to get rid of Otis's hair and put the mask on him, I'm telling you, man, it wouldn't be too dissimilar. And if he was repackaged and put somewhere else as a bad man, I'm, I think that would work. I really do. The size of him, the guy is legit. But haven't said all that. Um, do I think this will work? Do I think WWE would are going to do anything other than drain whoever it is who works with them of all their talents with <laughs> money and uh, ear whispering until that company can no longer function and just gets absorbed by WWE? No, I don't. That's very cynical. I think they're going to work alongside them and it'll all be great. No, I do. I think it would be a bad idea for most places, to be honest. If this is real, if this was real, they would be having the conversations Daniel Bryan's talking about with the likes of New Japan. That's when you know it's real. If they were having conversations with bigger brands, like, that's no disrespect to MLW, of course. Mm. Like, they're doing some great stuff, got some great wrestlers over there. But the thing is, they're not on the kind of scale of a New Japan, are they? Let's be honest. Yeah, I'm just, it's, uh, Jacob Fatu's in MLW, isn't he, Phil? I was yeah, down. that's what I was just going to say. If you somehow they, get him into WWE, I'd be well up for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the only thing I could think of. And then I thought, oh, like, I like the idea. And, and you know, part, any partnership is, is maybe a step in the right direction in terms of, like, if you've got whoever, that you, you've got 200-odd wrestlers that are just not wrestling because Braun Strowman's breaking records for wrestling three times in one night. It's bloody stupid. We'll get on to Raw in a second. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's surely beneficial to have them wrestle 
somewhere, anywhere, and somewhere that will probably give them more exposure than, hey, look at this run they're having on, main event. Um, <laughs> but my concern would be, yeah, is I'd go, oh my God, they could have Jacob Fatu come in. Like, think about that. And you've got Roman Reigns. And then they'd just be like, who's this guy? I'm just really concerned about that. <laughs> yeah. Here's a question for you then. Like, I was just thinking there, if this wouldn't happen, obviously, because of the way the owners are, but imagine if AEW, right, were like the impact in this scenario and WWE were WWE or the AEW, I guess. And, WWE took AEW's champion, the top champion's belt off him, and he took it over to WWE, right? How do you think that would fly with the AEW fans? And I know it's a different comparison, but like in the long term, well, like they're getting these short-term hits with AEW, which is great. Is that going to be like a long, long-term effect? And if you're Rich Swan, are you happy or sad about this right now? This isn't me. I don't have a take mm. on this yet. I'm just curious. It just popped into my head, and I was wondering what you might think of that. I think it came at a really weird time for Rich Swan because he's only just won the title, really. He's not mm-hmm. had it, uh, like, not beaten Moose for it that long ago. Um, so, and I think he was, they were kind of gearing him up a lot to be like a big top star mm-hmm. in that company. And then this has come along and it's kind of maybe put a little spanner in the works of his sort of top run. But at the end of the day, you get that huge marquee match against Kenny Omega that's probably the well it is the biggest match of his career even losing that has surely got to be a good thing and getting your name in uh, new people's faces and things I guess Mm. but I hopefully it means whoever does finally beat Kenny gets a massive push after that which I'm going to assume is Moose because they've been bigging that guy up like tremendously on impact he looks absolutely amazing I was going to say, did you see the photos he put on social media over the last few days? He put one up the other day, or maybe today, actually, where it was like, here's what I looked like when I lost to Rich Swan," and, and I was already like, well, I would still die to look like that. Yeah. And then he's like, and look at me now. It's like, jacked. He's huge. He looks great. Yeah, and his whole repackage and his entrance and everything, he like they've made him look like a star. Uh, so I assume it's going to be him. I don't see anyone else that could do it. But how long is he going to have that belt for as well? He can't do the belt collector gimmick without the belts. And he's still, I assume, got more belts to connect, collect. Mm. So he's going to have to have it for quite a while. Yeah, if you're, if you're Will Ospreay or Nick Aldis, be very concerned right about now. Uh, I will say as well, though, just before we move on, the whole WWE MLW thing. Like the last time WWE really properly worked with another company, I guess, was ECW back in 97 ish, 97, 98. And why did they do that? To spite WCW. Why would they be working with MLW? To spite AEW. How did did it work out for ECW, Phil? Not very well. (laughs) Look forward to the MLW relaunch in a few years' time. (laughs) <laughs> oh god, I don't even I don't even want to joke about that. It wouldn't be fair to, to MLW, yeah. but I mean, crazy like it, there's got to be huge like dangers. I mean, I know a lot of money money talks, but god damn it, man, just just once imagine someone just said no to them. Just, yeah, nah, we're they've only just got their vice deal as well. Oh man, Thursday night. Just WWE yeah. opening up a spike store, like going full curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> All Vince needs to know is the fact that they did WWE CW and now they could do MLWWE and they've <laughs> away to the races with that sort of thing. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, <laughs> speaking of world titles, Phil Chambers, tonight it is a huge episode of SmackDown. Now, not only have we got Big E versus Apollo Crews, the Intercontinental Championship, but the main event Roman Reigns defends the Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan wins. He's world champion. If he loses, he is banished from SmackDown, I assume, not from WWE completely. Although it is as good as, you know, losing your job because you probably have to go to Monday Night Raw. Or NXT, you never know. I mean, I doubt it, but you never know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, who knew? Ending your TV show with like a big cliffhanger like hook to drag you into next week would actually make you excited about watching next week's TV show. Who knew? And WWE <laughs> can do it in this day and age. Uh, and it's taken this to get there. Um, yeah, like crazy big episode. Fantastic match. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. I assume Bryan's going to lose because it'd be really weird to make him pin both of them at WrestleMania and then lose on a random episode of SmackDown. But it is TV is where they get the big bucks. So who knows i hope it's just daniel bryan wants a bit of time off and but he's it's one of those things with daniel bryan because he's been talking about it a lot in interviews and things but is that just daniel bryan being daniel bryan and kind mm-hmm. of playing the system and baiting people in making them think something's going to happen when he knows a big swerves on its way you just never know <laughs> yeah it's it's really intriguing this I, I, me and hamfoot were basically saying on the smackdown preview today earlier nicholas it's less a case of if Daniel Bryan loses and more how. And well, I think we settled on your boy Edge getting involved. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think that sounds about right, doesn't it? Because um, it it would seem weird to just... I mean, it, well, it wouldn't because I guess Roman's dominant, man. Like That's the whole thing. Obviously, I know there's been a lot of interferences and they said as much last week <laughs> during that amazing moment where... G- Jay was get, poor Jay was just getting spun around. Um, but like genuinely, uh, you know, to see Brian lose straight up would be quite it, it wouldn't fit, I don't know for me. I feel it has to be somebody else has to get involved in this and Edge seems like a prime candidate for it, doesn't it? Like I'm sure he still bears a bit of a grudge after the old uh, WrestleMania stack him and pin him mm. job. So uh, expect I would say expect shenanigans because this is what happens. They build us up, and because SmackDown's been pretty good, like we can all agree across the board, mm-hmm. well, they build us back up, and we fall for it again. And we're like, oh, they're gonna do something big here, and then we stay up randomly on the Friday, where that one time we decide we're gonna stay up, and the swines just pull the rug from right out underneath her once again. So I'm expecting shenanigans to say at least. Yeah. Um, I can very easily set Edge cutting a promo next week against something like, yeah, it's annoying when you're about to win the world title and someone interferes, isn't it? <laughs> and someone drags the referee out of the ring when you're just about to pin the world champion. Really annoying that, isn't it, Daniel? Anyway, enjoy not being on the blue brand anymore. Maybe we'll finally get something <laughs> good on Raw, um, which allows me to transition, Phil, to talk about something rather than what you enjoy talking about and you review every Saturday with, with Gareth to something you have the luxury of avoiding for the most part, and that's Monday Night Raw. Because it, it felt like, uh, Nicholas was making the joke before we started recording today, it felt like a sea change this week, even though it's not like, guys, is Raw suddenly bad? No, it's been bad for a long, long time. Um, of, of even the sort of real stands of, of Monday Night Raw going, all right, it's really bad, really bad now. And I, and I know... 
you know, some people inexplicably will go, even though it doesn't affect me, oh, I think they've got some pretty good TV deals. So what, what does that even mean? What, are you getting money off bloody Peacock? for? This? No, you're not. You should want, if they have to make you sit there and watch three hours of TV every Monday, it to at least be better than just, you know, occasionally the RK Bro, which was quite good, I suppose, and the quite enjoyable uh, power struggle that we've got going on with with Postman Pierce and Sonia Deville. That's been a storyline that's actually quite good on SmackDown. And they go, "Well, I'll have some of that. Yeah, give us some of that. We'll ruin that for you." In amongst buckets of water being tossed about and people falling on their sodding ass. Phil, what, what do you reckon with Raw? Is it beyond saving? Uh, I don't think anything's beyond saving. You can still do it if you actually want to, but when they're just put in, it's basically the same show. I think that's like what's got to people is it's not just a bad show. It's this pretty much the exact same bad show that we got last week and the week before, like the Mason T-Bar stuff and uh, Braun and Drew. Has that really developed in any way, shape or form? Like the Damien the, had a whole Miz TV section that was just there pretty much to promote Miz and Mrs, which they had the week before. It was and just Lachie Maurice this time, but it had tomatoes this time at least. And then um, the women's tag team scene that they have to somehow always, always be involved with the women's championship at that point. Like, why, why are you putting Royal Ripley in this uh, with Asuka? It, like, it, none of this makes any sense whatsoever. And yeah, this whole slipping up and falling down things. It's just all of it is bad. Like, from I don't know if there's a shining light in there. Maybe... Humberto Carrillo and Sheamus, not for what they're actually putting on TV, but because, you know, the match eventually will probably be quite good. Mm. Is that the bright spot of Raw? And if so, that's just Sheamus bullying a guy and then the guy who we haven't seen on TV for months and they've not explained any of this, coming in to beat him up for a bit. It's all terrible. I just don't understand how Raw and SmackDown are written by the same company. It's, they are worlds apart. And they desperately need to do something with Raw because it's just awful. And when even the hardcore Raw fans are starting to turn on Raw, finally starting to turn on Raw, we should say, you know there's a bad sign there. Nicholas, I mean, like, Phil with, with editing ups and downs. And also, sorry, just before you move on, the one good thing that you said in your bit about the RK Bro, which was kind of fun, they beat the Hurt Business guys that they've just broken up from the Hurt Business and are now jobbers because they've got nothing else to do with them because they break up these teams and have no plan and therefore just go straight into jobber territory. So even the good, vaguely good bits, which were vaguely entertaining, still have admired by this awfulness behind it. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, Phil often edits Miller's ups and downs for her, obviously. Occasionally, uh, you know, Nicholas, you'll have to do that. So you have no technically no obligation to watch Monday Night I did enjoy the fact that I tweeted about it on Tuesday. I tweeted the slow-mo gif of John Morrison getting hit in the dick with the tomato, which was quite funny. It wasn't booked, so they, they can't take credit for that. And someone tweeted me saying, well, if you're going to complain this much, why even bother watching it? Well, I kind of have to for my job, mate. I really, I, trust me, if, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't. I assume, Nicholas, you know, you keep up vaguely with events, but you're not exactly there Tuesday morning, alarm goes off. Right, Monday night, Raw it is. We have to start the day. I like that you assume that. That's what I like. I like that you assume that I keep up with Monday Night Raw. And let's just keep it that way, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> let's just keep it that way. I'm not going to insult our listeners. I, for all of our listeners who don't work in wrestling journalism, or work, if that's what we call this, yeah. <laughs> or specifically... For those lovely looking, lovely lucky video editors out there who don't have to sit and do podcasts about this, <laughs> why on earth would you subject yourself to it? Sometimes it's fun. What I like to do sometimes, especially for Monday Night Raw, is just go through the WWE gallery. Like every now and again, I'll pick up the odd bits from the news stories the next day. I like to just go through the WWE's gallery and make up my own story as <laughs> as I go through the images because I guarantee you it is more interesting that is what happened, what is happening on Monday Night Raw and it doesn't take me three hours it just <laughs> takes me about three minutes and it's amazing I'm like look at these pictures that's a good shot oh he just got a tomato in the balls and all like and you just it's just like a little flip book and it's amazing <laughs> my favourite thing about the WWE galleries now because they edit at, uh, the ups and downs obviously so I have yeah. to go through them to get the pictures for the shows they have started not even bothering to put some of the matches in the gallery I know like, they're not even <laughs> going to put some of them sometimes the main event 
not going to put any pictures yeah. in there. <laughs> why does anyone care about this? I think the, the person who has been tasked with it has actually given up. Like, <laughs> they're waking up every Tuesday and they don't even have to watch. They work for the company and I bet they don't watch Monday Night Raw and they're uploading the pictures like, oh, God, I hate this so much. <laughs> and then someone offers them a chance to go and play a pool just before they finish the main event. Pictures and that's off they go. People get angry at us because I always sit there and, and, and moan about WWE and, and compliment AW. But in fairness... Like SmackDown tonight, obviously, and I'd say SmackDown is, is the exception. And there's been a long conversation. It's getting louder and louder uh, about people saying, is SmackDown good or is it less bad than Raw? And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think it's a, it's a far, far better show. But also it's countered by the fact that the one time I had to work it, I said this the other day, the one time I had to work it with, with Phil and Gareth, I actually got quite a good episode of SmackDown. So that doesn't really you know, pair comparisons with uh, with what I have to sit through on a weekly basis with Monday Night Raw. But, and also I watch it on like my day off and I can, if it's like, no offense, but like Tamina and Nia Jax, I can just skip to the finish because uh, I don't know what will happen. Yeah, a, an interesting point I would probably say is from someone who doesn't watch Monday Night Raw and has genuinely recently been finding it very difficult to watch NXT, uh, SmackDown is like better than both of those shows. And it's, I'd say it's probably a rarity that mm. that happens. I think well, that's, that's my personal take on it. Like I think it's putting out a better product, but I do think because the other two are under delivering or have certainly been recently. Uh, NXT is the one I'm thinking of. I know it's mm. been fantastic prior to this. Um, I think it makes SmackDown look really good. And I do, mm. you know, I know Michael Hafford's a big proponent of this opinion of like, it's like, just look over here because this is not this burning fire over there. It's just a <laughs> tiny little flame. But I actually think they've been doing some really good on Smack, uh, some really good stuff on SmackDown recently. And I think we don't want to take away from that. And I will say, credit to, to NXT as well. I think since they've moved nights, it's got vastly better. I really mm. enjoyed this week's episode. And not just because we got the brilliant interaction of Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. <laughs> oh my God, giving the million dollar belt right now. But what I was going to say is, like it or loathe it, however you feel about AEW and AEW Dynamite and all that, at least when I sit down and go, right, it's Wednesday afternoon, what have we got coming up on AEW tonight? It's like a pay-per-view card. There's like six matches. There's other big things that need to be uh, dealt with. There's the fallout of stuff that happened the previous week. And that is mentioned by AEW themselves. By They've got a preview on their website. The amount of times I go on WWE and they go, McIntyre will come out probably. And it's not his fault. I'm not going to go at Drew or anything like that. But like, the, I, I reckon the most I've ever had on like a raw preview is five things at best. And one of them's just, oh, this match, do you want that? Do you want that as a match? Uh, yeah. And someone out will, someone will address the WWE universe. And it's, it's not enough, is it, Phil, at the end of the day? No, not at all. And it's, it's like the thing on SmackDown, like the ended last show, it was a really good promo all around and the way they built to it was great. Uh, but they've ended it with a hook that is like, you're not going to be able to get this payoff until next week. And then automatically, you've got a reason to tune in next week. And it's really, 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 really simple television. Every show on the history of television shows does it. You end one episode with a hook that makes you want to tune into the next episode. And they haven't done that on Raw in years. It's been a really, really long time. I think at the end of the day, the biggest indictment of Raw that I can add to this is... At the end of Ups and Downs, Miller, the most positive man on the history of the planet ever, gives like the overall show an up or a down. It hasn't had an up since the middle of March. So Jesus. I think it's been six, five or six episodes of Raw now that haven't had an up. And I don't think that has ever happened in the history of Ups and Downs. So. <laughs> Watching even like, you know, he's a positive guy. Uh, you know, the, the amount of times you go in something with a positive attitude and then when you actually sit down and analyze, you go, actually, that was pretty crap. <laughs> there was a part of guy, and I watched the beginning of ups and downs and just see him go, oh, 20 minutes talking about Raw, then it is. Like, that's the start, basically, of what it is. You can just see it in his eyes. And yeah, I, I mean, you can accuse us and, and him and anyone else of bias all you want, but like, sweet Jesus, it's just such a slog to get through on a Monday night or a Tuesday morning. And yeah, it needs, it needs sweeping changes, particularly at the very top, but... It's not never going to happen, and they're always catering to an audience of one. So it doesn't matter if you change the entire wrestling roster, the entire writing team. It needs some other changes. You but know, anyway, you he could, slipped on a butt. <laughs> <laughs> you could literally record that 
little soundbite for the end of each of these podcasts that we do, just before we jump into the quiz. Like, it's never going to change. It's an audience of one. <laughs> and it would happily cover everything we talk about every week about, about WWE. Amazing stuff. Uh, right, enough for that. It's now time for a... Bloody good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Scorp Wild. If you want your name associated with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling and leave us a five-star review on there, just like Scorp Wild, who writes, Heroes and legends, what would I do without all the AEW coverage and analysis? This is a staple in my podcast routine. No question. Thank you for that, Scorp Wild. Uh, and this week's quiz, gents, is all about belt collector himself, Kenny Omega. Now, I will confess something i've not written the quiz in its entirety this week i have taken a quiz we already had up at whatculture.com so a massive thank you to adam wilborn who wrote this in january of 2019 <laughs> so i win again everyone but there's loads of great quizzes there's a really good one up uh, about cm punk actually at whatculture.com right now but yeah usual rules apply 10 questions multiple choice shouty name mate for me to come to you uh, and let's test your knowledge of one Kenny Omega. Okay, question number one. What sport did Kenny Omega play when growing up in Canada? Was it Canadian football, ice hockey, baseball, or lacrosse? Flaming Galar. Ooh, Ooh, that just came out. <laughs> oh, now I'm sad because the Iconics are gone. Oh. Nicholas, um, I have no idea, but the obvious answer seems like the one I'm going to go for, even though it's not going to be ice hockey. It is ice hockey. Yeah. Uh, I never would have chosen that one. <laughs> also, really? Is Canadian football its own thing? I think it is. Yeah. I... yeah, they've got a full league and everything, the CFL. I think when you score a, a touchdown, you have to apologise to everyone. I think that's the difference. Uh... <laughs> What's that all about? Yeah. There it is. So someone right, was goodbye to listeners. Goodbye to our Canadian listeners. I was seconds away from doing it as well, but I'm glad we've I'm already lost it. Australia. We may as well lose yeah. Canada as well. Um, oh, did man. you see very quickly? You mentioned the iconics there. Did you see the thing about Chelsea Green? I just glanced. At it. I don't know if it's news yeah. this week about her yeah. pitching to be a part of the iconics to try and break them up. Uh, try and break them. I, I didn't see any more than the headline. I just assumed she wanted to be in the three. She why said, wouldn't you? There was this thing where she, I think she pitched, obviously, everyone, all the one who've, who've been released. They're like, yeah, I did want to do stuff. I, did, I didn't just want to sit in catering. I pitched loads of stuff and then nothing happened. But um, yeah, I think she pitched, what was it? Like a Daisy Duke character, a sexy nun for Seth Rollins' stable. And yeah, the other <laughs> one I remember is the, she, I think she called it a, a make it, it's either to make it the Triconics or to be, a sort of tr triconic, and she's just there quite clearly trying to break the two of them up. But WWE did that themselves for no bloody reason. Idiots. Uh, okay, que <laughs> question two. I'm fine though, I'm fine, fine, not bothered. Question two uh, Which legend headlined the card when Kenny Omega debuted for Premier Championship Wrestling? Was it? Oh, Jesus. Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, Matt Hardy, or DDP? Ooh. Who was the company? Uh, Premier Championship Wrestling. Very, very early on in the... Nicholas. Possibly his first promotion, actually, I think it was he worked for. Uh, go on, Nicholas. I'm going to say... Kurt Angle. It's not Kirk Angel. Phil, your options are Eddie Guerrero, Matt Hardy, or DDP. It's me. It's me. It's DDP. Probably not, though. It's me. It's me. <laughs> it's D Guerrero. Uh, correct answer. Uh, right. Question number three. Kenny Omega has in the past, apologies to Jim Cornette, wrestled a blow-up doll and a young girl. But how old was the young girl? Oh, no. Seven years old, nine years old, 11 years old, or 13 years old? Well, well I had eight years old in my head, so that's <laughs> that out of the question. Oh, I'm going to go right nine. 
This is old Wilborn quiz. Of course, what's one of the middle two? It is nine. Yeah, I was just old. I was just thinking that myself. Down the middle, <laughs> single digits, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, nine years old. Apparently, did have a bit of a wrestling background, so it wasn't, you know. I mean, not that that's going to calm Jim Cornette down. Hey, Jim, she had some <laughs> wrestling background. What about the blow-up doll? Uh, yeah, it'd been, in, it'd been in developmental for WWE for five years. And uh, yeah. Uh, okay, question number four. Who did Kenny Omega face whilst in WWE developmental? Was it The Miz, Zack Ryder, Cody Rhodes, or Matt Stryker? Good questions. No idea. Uh, no. Why not? I'm going to go with Matt Stryker just because it seems like an odd one to add in there. Mm, it does. And it is the correct answer. Oh, nice. There we go. Look at him. He's flying. <laughs> uh, question. What are we on? Question five? Yes, question five. You have one job. One. <laughs> Two Counting. ones. Question five. <laughs> Who inspired Kenny Omega to continue wrestling when he was on the verge of retiring? Was it AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, The Young Bucks, or Finn Balor? Ooh. Ooh. Phil, why not? Go on. Carl Anderson. It's not Mr. I Don't Need to Wear Trousers in a Limousine, Carl Anderson. <laughs> the options this... are... Stur Anderson. I don't need the options. I've got a great memory. Uh, My best mate uh, at uni uh, is called as the surname Anderson. Of and, course. Uh, yeah. When the Matrix came out, he, uh, that joke never lost its luster, that one. Mm. Imagine, if you, <laughs> imagine if you were just one of the unfortunate people who was called Smith. I mean, imagine that. I, would, I wouldn't know anybody personally, yeah. but imagine that. God. Um, hmm. It's either I'm thinking it's either Styles or Bala, and I'm gonna go with Bala, but maybe when he was Devitt. It's AJ Styles. Oh, oh. come on, oh, come on. <laughs> uh, question six, still two one. Uh, Omega wrestled his first match as a member of Bullet Club at which pay per view was it? Dominion, Power Struggle, Wrestle Kingdom Nine, or New Beginning in Osaka? Phil, why not? New beginning in Osaka. Uh, damn it, not new beginning in Osaka. Ooh. Take one for the team, Phil. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what were the options? Uh, uh, Dominion Power Struggle or Wrestle Kingdom Nine. <laughs> See, I missed them again because Phil was busy running his mouth. Uh, Dominion Power Struggle or Wrestle Kingdom 9 Omega wrestled his first match as a member of Bullet Club at which pay-per-view Dominion it's not Dominion it's in fact Wrestle Kingdom 9 and if it it isn't that's the what I've got written down so there you go (laughs) Uh, okay question number seven (laughs) We are Kenny Omega experts. Who wants wants still to fill? Kenny Omega is a nerd. But which nerd show out of this list, I've I've narrowed it down for you, don't worry. Uh, Does Kenny Omega like, according to a list I read earlier on today? (laughs) Doctor Who, Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek, or The Big Bang Theory? Nicholas. I have no idea, but as soon as you said Battlestar Galactica, I was like, that sounds about right. So I'll go with Battlestar Galactica, please. I'm very proud of my uh, options if I've tricked you with that. It's not Battlestar Galactica. What were the other ones? Doctor Who, Star Trek, or The Big Bang Theory? Ooh. If it's The Big Bang Theory. Ooh, I'm going to have to have a word (laughs) with War Kenny. I I think Wilborn surely put that in there as a a Yeah. I'm going to go with Star Trek. It is Star yeah. Trek. Uh, yeah, I just put the Big Bang Theory in because no one likes that show because it absolutely sucks. Uh, <laughs> almost as much as Gilmore Girls, which the missus has started watching again, and I hate my life. Again. <laughs> Ooh, I've never seen it, uh, but I know you have strong opinions about it, contrary to a lot of people who love that show. I nearly had a fight with Josh Brown. <laughs> 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 this show... <laughs> 
Yeah. Lorelai Gilmore is the worst TV character ever. Yeah, that's the take I remember. <laughs> no one talks or acts like... I realise I watch WWE for a living. No one talks or acts like that. And no one could love someone who talked or acted like... She's so kooky! No, she's not! Right, okay, question... Did she just remind you of yourself a little bit too much? No, she doesn't do anywhere near as many catchphrases or funny voices. It's completely frustrating. Right, basically, Phil, what we're learning here is that she must do an incredible Australian accent that he's <laughs> yeah. absolutely furious about. She is the physical embodiment of, oh, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee, basically. <laughs> All those, those awful signs that people have hanging in their toilet. I've probably got one in my toilet, to be fair, but I didn't hang it up. Are, are, you, this house. are you suggesting uh, she's the opposite of Batman? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> right, question eight. Which, three, one to fill, which WWE wrestler... Did Kenny Omega tag with against Hikaru Shida and Misato Tanaka? Ooh. Was it Asuka, Kairi Sane, Io Shirai, or Miko Satomura? Oh, all delicious choices. I'm going to have to make a note of this to watch later on. <laughs> Ooh. What was it? Asuka, Io, Miko, and who? Kairi. 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 Ooh. Oh God! All of those matches sound amazing. That's a tricky Nicholas. I'll just go with the one I want. Maybe Is that way. Hmm. What's she already been gone? Sorry, I'll go with the original thought because I'm if I'm wrong. Asuka, is it Asuka? It is Asuka. Kenny Omega and Asuka versus Hikaru Shida and Masato Tanaka. There's your nice. homework for the weekend. Uh, three, two. Two questions to go. Phenomenal question. How old is Kenny Omega? Is he? 37, 39, 41 or 43? <laughs> Phil, I had 39 in my head for some reason, so I'll stick uh, with that and go with 39. Good. He's good. not 39. Oh, you left me in a pickle now. Because... <laughs> Oh, goddamn. 37, 41, or... <coughs> 43. Oh, is he going to be one of these dudes who just looks super young and he's mega, like he's, he's 43. He's at the age... So... <sighs> is he one year younger or one year older than CM Punk, or is he 37? Hmm. 37 feels like the right answer. But then again, Phil, <laughs> there are two other answers there as well. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go with 37, even though he's quite clearly going to be one of those dudes with the baby face who looks a lot younger than he is. I'm so glad you went for that because he yeah. is 37. Incredible. We're all see, see what I did? I spoke to the gods there and got on the heads and be like, oh, I've already conceded. Whatever. I, I mean, suckers. <laughs> 37, only 37 is absolutely preposterous when you consider today is Michael Hamlet's birthday and he's double that. So it's incredible. <laughs> if you haven't done so already, by the way, go and wish Michael Hamlet a happy birthday. Uh, send him lots of diesel gifts or water gifts if you want to be asked to him. But, yeah. 62 um, today, incredible <laughs> achievement. Doesn't look a year over 63. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Which means we're all tied up as we go to the final question, which is my favourite question about Kenny Omega. And you don't... The most stupid, isn't it? That's going yeah. to be the most stupid one. Yeah. No, 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 no. What's his top score at Street Fighter? <laughs> your oh, yeah, but you're close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Which Street Fighter Five character did Kenny Omega portray? <laughs> uh, did he is... portray? Oh, yes. God. This is uh, in a live-action portion in a trailer for Street Fighter V Arcade Edition in 2018. Nice. Okay. So, because I know we obviously did all the... They had the... What, they had uh, what, Ryu and Kenna. That was the young books. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway. Uh, Not helping either of us. Yeah. <laughs> Which Street Fighter V character did he portray? Was Kenny Omega Charlie Nash? Was he Cody Travers? Was he Ken Masters or was he Ed? Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas. 
I think, and this is the only way I think I know this, because I remember thinking, oh, hey, he knows a guy called that as well. That's weird. Is it Cody? The Cody one. It is Cody Travers. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally the only reason I remember that, because the ad came out. I had no idea who the character was, and I was like, this is confusing. Him and, him and Cody are, like, doing a thing right now. <laughs> Because I actually thought, does he not got like blonde hair as well, the character? And I was thinking, is he just dressing like Cody now? Let's have a look at what he looks like. Cody Tree. I vaguely recognised Ken as a name in Street Fighter. (laughs) I had no idea about any of the others. The only other thing I know is he did his Hadouken move, which is none of those people's. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Cody Travers does have blonde hair. Yeah, I'm sure. Because I remember thinking, is he doing a bit where he's dressing like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like Cody, doesn't it? Like he's got, yeah, he's guy, got business. He's got like a suit and he wears the shirt. And he's on. got the tie and he's got the blonde hair. It's literally Cody. And then they went with Kenny instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, live action weird. actors, Kenny Omega. There it is in the uh, alignment. Well, good or neutral? Good. Oh, oh Not well, Kenny Omega. What a bastard! He looks quite good with hair like that. Uh, yeah, Kenny. He looks weird, but he looks yeah. There you go. There you go then. Uh so congratulations, Adam Nicholas in the last there, stealing it. But as always, gents, it's just for just fun. Just for fun. Uh if you want more quizzes, as I said, some uh, great ones up at whatculture.com now. See if you can take on the hardest CM Punk quiz ever, which is available right now. But this has been Wrestle culture. Let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Adam Nicholas at... It's Adam Nicholas. And just a nice little tidbit for you about the CM Punk quiz. For a little brief period, it was incorrectly titled on WhatCulture.com and just said, the hardest CM Punk ever. So that was a different quiz. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't tell anyone because it made me chuckle. So I was just like, I'm going to stay like that forever. I was just about to record the uh, podcast Horseman with Michael Hamlet last night. And I saw and I was like, well, we'll just wait for that until tomorrow. Also, go and follow Podcast Horseman at Podcast Horseman on Twitter or Instagram and give it a listen. The newest episode was out today and it's on Spotify, Amazon or wherever you get your music from. And you can follow Phil Chambers at at fill my chambers and since we're plugging stuff go to kayfabe news on youtube youtube.com forward slash kayfabe news for all your satirical wrestling content and go buy a mick foley face mask on pro wrestling tees because they're still a thing uh and you can follow adam wilborn at adam wilborn just subscribe to the podcast hey eh? if you haven't done so already leave us a five-star review suggest something short crap and wrestling related for us to review instead of a god-awful segment on monday night raw next week that really ruined the long weekend for Sidgwick when I was like, cool, see you on Tuesday, brother, to review Monday Night Raw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Leave us a five-star review for the five-star review review on the Raw review next week. And apologies in advance. If anything is wrong, probably won't be. They'll probably novelize nothing for the Raw preview next week. But as I said, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Because uh, over the weekend, myself and the Dadleys have got some podcasts coming out tomorrow. Me and Hamlet jumping the gun slightly predicting who should win money in the bank this year. And then on Sunday, myself and Michael Sidgwick talking about who the new number one contender to Kenny Omega's AW world title could be after, of course, that shock loss for Hangman Page on Dynamite this week. Thanks once again to Scorp Wild for the uh, uh, bloody good quiz a uh, little comment that we get there. Don't forget, subscribe to What Culture Dressing and leave us a five-star review if you want your name associated with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz. Uh, and uh, one final plug, go and follow the I Heart Goods, Guts Love Your Body Parts playlist, um, which features Muscle Museum by Muse. Very good mm. stuff. <laughs> right. This has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Adam Nicholas, to Phil Chambers, to you for listening. And we will see you soon. Wrestling. Wrestling. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.